0: Thanks for tuning in to Things That Matter. It's great to be with you. Today we're going to be talking about the transgender movement and how the church can respond. Thanks for tuning in to Things That Matter. It's great to be with you. Maybe you're watching this on Facebook or on Pastor Brian's YouTube channel. And it's great to have you with us. Please share this program with your friends. Uh, we want this to be a blessing to as many people as possible. And there's also the audio podcast that we've just uh, made available as well. So. Maybe you're not always able to watch the video, and, uh, but you can listen in the car to the audio. You've got more time for audio, so check out the podcast as well. Today we want to talk about transgender and that whole movement, how it's affecting culture. There was a study that just recently was done by Lifeway Christian Research that uh, showed us that a majority of people in America believe that gender is not a moral issue. And uh, the scales have tipped a bit in favor of uh, the transgender movement, you could say. And it's becoming more of an accepted thing culturally.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's astounding, you know, being uh, the age I am, you know, if you would have told me even even, you know, 15 years ago 20 years ago that this was going to become like the a defining issue in our culture I I would have never never believed it, but it certainly uh, has become that and you know, Josh I think when it comes to um, All of these kinds of issues that we're facing today whether it's the the transgender issue or you know a somewhat related issue of uh, same-sex relations and marriage and so forth we we always have to go back and kind of just ask this one question you know is is there a god and has he spoken mm-hmm. uh if there is no god then then everything's permissible you know you can do what you want if everything's just a um the byproduct of uh naturalism uh random chance and so forth then you know you just happen to end up uh, you know with a a male assignment, so to so to speak, but you've decided I, I don't I don't want this assignment. I want to change. You know, if there's no God, you can do you, you really could kind of do anything you want. Uh, but if there is a God, and if that God has spoken, then we have got to take heed to what He said. And of course, there is a God, and and I'm not I'm not only saying we believe there is a God. I'm saying Uh, definitively there is a God, and all the evidence points in that direction, and you have to just uh, willfully kind of, you know, turn a deaf ear to the evidence uh, in order to come up to the conclusion that there is, either is no God or there's not a God who really, uh, you know, cares to order our lives or engage in our Um, life experience here on earth. But the Bible teaches that there is a God, that everything that exists uh, came into being because He created it. He created all uh, with a specific purpose for His glory. Uh, He also redeemed creation through the blood of Christ. And so when it comes to all of these issues and gender being one of them, Um, The Bible says very specifically that God created them male and female. And everybody throughout all of history has understood that, known that, believed that until today. Mm -hmm. And so we are uh, engaging in, I think, cultural insanity in the West. It's it's really an insanity because insanity is defined as, uh, as um, as a disengagement from reality. And that's, that's what's happening. People are disengaging from reality. You can't get, you know, you got the scientific evidence, you got biology, you got all these things, but people are just like, no, nope, no, nope, we're rejecting all of that uh, out of hand now, and we're just uh, going with how people feel. And we're not talking about just a few fringe people in the culture. We're talking about the President of the United States. We're talking about the United States military. I mean, this is cultural insanity.
0: Yeah. So. About a year ago, we had the Supreme Court in the United States approved of gay marriage. And right on the heels of that, a lot of this gender agenda came marching on through. And I think as a church, we were so focused on gay marriage. Yeah but didn't realize that there's a T in yeah. the LGBT right. movement. And yeah. so here comes right on the heels of gay marriage, everything that has to do with yeah. this gender fluidity yeah. and gender crisis. And right. Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: Manic. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And that all, you know, exploded with uh, Bruce Jenner and the, the transition, you know, to Caitlyn Jenner. And, um, yeah, and and it's just becoming. It's one of those things, you know. The insanity of it also is the um, the effort on the part of of those in in political power to impose these ideas on people and to and to force people to embrace this uh, under the penalty of you know some kind of uh, retaliation for those who don't. So it's um, it's absolutely nuts. But you know, um, it, it really. We're seeing Romans 1 lived out. And I don't think, um, you know, as a Christian for many years growing up in uh, America and in Western culture, I don't know that we ever really grasped the depth of human depravity. We read about it in the pages of Scripture, but we thought, you know, well, yeah, you know, maybe that's a bit of an overstatement because, you know, things aren't that bad. And, you know, we, we never dreamed that it would get to a place where these kinds of things would be, um, you know, just being imposed, being forced on people, these perverse ideas and, and lifestyles. But, but like I said, it really takes us back, I think, to uh, Romans 1. And let me just remind everyone what we're talking about when we're talking about Romans 1. Romans 1 verse 22, Paul is describing the ancient world, but he's really describing every culture that turns its back on God. And he says, as professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Than the creator who is blessed forevermore. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful, receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not Fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, mm-hmm. that that whole idea there of um, the refusal to retain God in their in their knowledge, God gives them over to a debased mind, a mind that is incapable of grasping the truth. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And and all of these passages address the issue of homosexuality. They're not really talking about. Individual homosexual behavior so much as they're talking about when a whole society or a whole culture rejects God, God gives them over to uh, the the depravity of the human mind, and and that's what we're seeing, I yeah. think, in in the culture today, and the again the the forced agenda of um, the gay community along with the, well, the LGBT, the transgender part of it. And, and, you know, it's LGBTQ and Q of course is for questioning, you know, those mm-hmm. who are questioning their gender. Yeah. And so it's just, um, I think we need to understand it is a moment yeah. of, of cultural insanity.
0: So the church, you know, uh, has to engage with this in many different ways, most yeah. often in counseling or in preaching, you yeah. know, to the, to the congregation, so um, you have identified a few different cases where yeah. you know there are those who uh, maybe they're going to public school or they're you know influenced by culture at a young age, adolescence, yeah. and they're struggling with their gender identity. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Well, um, all of the the science, you know, up until this point, and, until they, they manipulate it or they just outright reject it, has said that, um, you know, there is this thing, uh, you know, gender dysphoria. Uh, there is a, a disorder that some people go through. And so for those who have a genuine disorder, then they need help. They need compassion. They need counsel they need uh you know they need to be told the truth and in uh, you know a loving context so they can work through these things and the statistics are that uh, for young men who go through this by the time they pass through their teens into their early 20s 98 percent of them come through it and identify with their natural gender 88 percent of women do that and um but for those that you know go through with a reassignment, as they call it, a reassignment surgery, uh, the statistics for uh, suicide increase twenty times mm-hmm. for those. So, so some people would say, well, if you're not letting people go with how they what they feel their gender is, that's a lack of love and compassion, and you're you're a horrible person. But but it really isn't the case because you're not helping them; you're further harming them. Yeah. So the um, The World Health Organization identifies this as a a mental disorder. And so those people, we need to, you know, like I said, have that compassionate approach. And, of course, obviously, we need to take them back to Scripture and show them, look, God created them male and female. This is is what the Bible says. This is what history has shown up into this very (laughs) generation. And, you know, affirm people in their identity and remind them that, you know, how you feel is not who you necessarily are. This is the big deception of the day. Yeah. Whatever you feel like you are, well, that's what you are. So you've got that person. Then you've got some people who are, it's just, they're on the bandwagon. You know, it's a trendy thing to do. So they're they're just jumping on the, the transgender bandwagon because of the trend. And then you have those who I think are just outright rebels and they're rebels to God. And they're wanting to overthrow uh, God's order of things. And I think we just have to be aware that, you know, there are people out mm. there like that. And and those are the ones that are forcing an agenda. You know, they're not, this isn't about just, hey, this is how we feel and, you know, just let us alone and let us feel the way we feel. This is like, no, we're gonna make everybody feel the way we do, or we're gonna punish yep. those who don't. So There's that's more of the, a willful yeah.
0: transgressing the yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's a revolt against the ideas of a creator, who created us intentionally as male and female and um, so again I think you know we have to be conscious of that and in the end I think what we need to do is we need to have a biblical understanding of what's going on and then we need to apply the gospel across the board. The answer is always preaching the gospel, seeing people come to Christ, because it, the whole thing is this big identity crisis, you know, a person's having an identity crisis. Well, the Bible tells us that we, uh, we are defined find our identity in Christ, and when you come to Christ, you're no longer preoccupied with the male-female thing or, or whatever other identity you're you're struggling with or striving for. You find your identity in Christ who made you. You find the purposes of life in Christ who made you. You find the love and the acceptance in the community of Christ. And that's, you know, the church needs to keep presenting that yep. uh, to the community. and And we need to stand firm. And I think, you know, lovingly, but firmly. One of the problems is when you get Christians who are um, swaying back and forth on this. Well, you know, we don't know. And well, maybe it's okay. And you know, this is where we've got to get back to the Bible and get away from uh, how we feel. God gave us the Bible for a reason because our feelings fluctuate. We need something more substantial and permanent than our feelings, and that's what the Bible is. It's God's Word.
0: Awesome. Good words. We appreciate you tuning in today. Thanks for being a part of the program. We'd always love to hear your questions as you're considering, well, what matters in your own life? And uh, we do appreciate you tuning in today. Thanks for being a part of Things That Matter. We'll be back next week with another episode. God bless.